1: Welcome back to the 7 5 oh. I am your OR Joe Choa. He is your 7 five two-time Super Bowl champion college football hall of famer. And right before we started recording, took a big old swig of water out of a jug, like he's in in high school hitting the weights at 6 a.m. Tony Casillas, TC, what up?
0: Oh, uh, that's so funny that you say that. I uh I switched gyms. It's great being with you, by the way, on this Tuesday. a uh, big uh Big heartfelt for the people of Ukraine. I mean, I think we all can understand that sometimes you just kind of feel guilty about uh, we complain about our lives. But anyway, to your point about drinking, uh, drinking, uh, hydrating yourself. I switched gyms and I went to this kind of more, I would say, kind of reminds me when I worked out when I was in high school, a little bit more testosterone, younger kids. And it's amazing. You said that and you see the same. You know, here I am, this old guy drinking out of this. You know, my gallon, get my, you know, get my my hydration, and that's all you see. So it's pretty funny that you mentioned that, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, I've I've never played football at any level. Like I've I never played in high school. It was never like my thing. I was. On Wait the a drum. Let
0: me t- let me take a quick swig.
1: <laughs> I was uh, I was on the drum line, which they they uh, I joke a lot. They make you sign something that says, anytime you get a chance in life to remind the world that you were on the drum line, you have to do so. Uh, but you know, I had a lot of friends that, that played a lot of things and stuff. And so like every dude in high school would just walk around with that, like water jug and just be like, you know, they'd put it on their desk in class and just be <laughs> sipping it all day long. Uh, so that, that's what you reminded me of. So, um, so good for you. Turning back the clock. Um, Tony, uh, it's a bit of a shorter show today, but kind of cause we're getting straight to the point. Uh, it's the week of the NFL combine speaking of working out. And it does feel like the combine has lost a little bit of luster. Like, I don't think anybody really cares anymore about the drills. Um, I mean, they're important. Don't going to be wrong. But I think people like NFL fans care mostly about the information that comes out of it. What the the owners and GMs have to say, the coaches, because everybody generally speaks. Some, some coaches aren't there. It's, you know, some people, the, the event has changed, obviously, over time. Um, but Stephen Jones spoke on Monday and I wrote something um, that, basically talked about how rather uninspiring it was i did not come away from stephen jones's comments feeling better about the dallas cowboys in fact i feel worse and that's because i already felt pretty bad so uh tough times around here
0: well you know to the point about the the combine don't you think it's just because of social media and everything we already see guys working out and there's so much information up to it it's kind of taken the novelty away just a little bit and I think, I think when you get straight to the point, it's all about, it's information. It's how these guys, how it, uh, how's it transitions on the football field? You know, all that stuff is great. And I think we see, I mean, I think I saw the Aaron Donald him running a four, six and that we, we know, we know how that turned out. So it necessarily doesn't turn out the way I think it's great because it gets players and a marginal gives them an opportunity to include, you know, in, in, uh, you know, just, uh, help their stock and improve Mm -hmm. that. But, uh, I think it's just, just so much information out there. And, and and I think when you talk about any team, Cowboys evaluating talent, um, I think, yeah, I think it all shows up in speed and drills. And there's some fundamental things that you have, you know, the, the aptitude tests and everything. But I think we've all seen over the years, the Cowboys are going to, Let's start with uh, your boy, Taco Charlton. I mean, there was a lot of things, a lot of evaluations of of different players. I'm not just him, but, yeah, I think the novelty's kind of worn off just because there's already guys posting their workouts and everything, and we've already seen that, and they're like, okay, we're tired of that. Let's just see you play football. I mean, I understand everything, but uh, it's – it's not as uh sensational as it once was
1: right and that's that's kind of what I mean like you know I don't need to see these these prospects work out and in fact most of them won't you know and I, I understand they want to you know have their pro day have you know their controllable you know elements that makes total sense to your point they're also they're all training in in their own you know particular environments and everything getting ready for the pro day and obviously you know this this is a weird event in that sense so that's why like all the the most valuable part of the combine, is because it's the off season. All these coaches and general managers, they are not talking at the same rate that they are during the season. So this is the first time you know we get to hear from Stephen Jones in a long mm-hmm. time. Obviously, these are the Cowboys, so you know they're on the radio every other week. Uh, But, you know, Mike McCarthy is actually scheduled to speak today, the day we're recording on Tuesday. And it's the first time he's going to speak since he went on the Rich Eisen show. And so, like, that's that's honestly the most interesting thing to me about the combine. I'm certainly interested in all the prospects, but but that will kind of take care of itself just with all their pro days and whatnot. Um, and, And before we even get to the draft, we have free agency to handle. And that's kind of where I think the largest level of mystery is with the Cowboys. And so the Cowboys have been dropping all these breadcrumbs, Tony. They've been saying, Amari you know, tank. We don't know, you know, there's Steven loves to talk about pie, how there's, there's only so much pie that goes around, whatever, and how they are taking up a little bit too much pie. And so Steven Jones was asked about them on Monday and said that they were, um, they were not sure that he's not in a place to answer a question about Amari Mario tank right now, but then he was asked about Ezekiel Elliott. and he said, that's a guy I want on my team. You know, he's a hard runner. And look, Tony, I love Zeke. He's meant a lot to the Cowboys, but the idea that he's a more valuable player to their team than Amari Cooper, or DeMarcus Lawrence is silly at this point. That's why it's, it's hard to take what Steven Jones says seriously right now.
0: It's, it's interesting too is that he made the comment about Ezekiel Elliott and said that his contract's guaranteed, but isn't Amari Cooper and Stank Lawrence <laughs> isn't their contract yeah. guaranteed. So it's kind of contradicting himself. I, I don't, I don't know how he's posturing that, and I think ultimately it's going to come down to we can afford to keep these guys. I mean, do they have that value? Do they they validate keeping them around? And you know, being able to slim and cut some of the fat when it comes to the salary cap, and and, and not everybody's going to be on this team next year. And so, at the end of the day, I think Zeke. I, I I don't know if that's something you're just putting out there because it makes you it makes you look better, but I think we've all been there and
1: we spin around the block. We can it's pretty transparent, right, RJ? Well, yeah, and I mean you're right. Like, you know, it, I, I I think it's my personal opinion, and I don't want to speak for you, so you know, I'm not doing that, but I think that that Steven and other I think this happens with other NFL executives, and not just in the NFL, like you're looking at like the baseball lockout and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that people in those positions don't realize how smart the average fan is now. The average fan is far more educated, the average fan has far more resources to learn and to understand, etc. And so I think this is something that Stevens just he could have said 20 years ago and, and nobody really would have batted an eye. But he's to your point, he's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth here. He's saying, Oh, well, you know, Zeke's money's guaranteed, so he's gonna be on the team here. It's like, well, you know, Amari and Tank here. And the other thing is, like, Steven's kind of complaining a little bit about Zeke's contract, right? So, well, his money's guaranteed, so he's gonna be here. Who who drew up that contract, Steven? Who who handed him that deal? You know, that was you, and and that's that's what he loves to do. He, th- this is an endless cycle with him. He loves to complain about how players are taking up too much percentage of the salary cap, how they need to find some savings, and then when it comes time to pay their own players, he waits too long. He waited too long with Demarcus Lawrence, who played on the franchise tag. He waited too long with Dak Prescott, who played on the franchise tag. Zeke called his bluff and held out, and, and he blinked. And so, he. I mean, look, I don't want to turn this into, like, just bagging on him but he kind of sucks at this <laughs> and so he's he's now sitting here saying well you know hey we, we got some hard decisions to make this is all on you buddy boy
0: yeah I think that when you look at the, the way they've done contracts and I think that there's a certain amount of playing poker and bluffing and everything but ultimately they're gonna force your hand and I think hey good and it's good great for the players because that's probably the only yeah. That's the only leverage you have at that point in your career. I mean, you know, you're being franchised, the top five salaries in the National Football League. So it's all about, OK, well, either I'm not going to get it now. I'm going to get it later. Someone's going to pay me and open market. And I think that that's where this whole combine, it's not so much about getting the information player. It's a collectively, you know, with the, the pandemic it just not be it. It, it was totally different last year. I mean, now they can network and talk a little bit more, and that's kind of what they, you know, they kind of look for nuggets and everything the said, and and really, and that gives them a chance to network and talk to different personnel, different teams, and everything. But uh, but I, I, again, it's all about these players having the, the leverage of being the, the, there's in that part of their career. That's the that's the only time they're going to be in that uh, that. Uh, where it's that strong to build to leverage himself and leverage against a contract and and I think you know sometimes it, and I know that the sometimes you just got to play hardball and I, I not to say that hey this let, hindsight's 2020 20, right RJ if if, if Zeke would have went off and had 1, 17 1800 yards and Amari Cooper a tank would have had 15 16 sacks would not be like okay that's this they validated but realistically unless you're just really just a freakish player and you're the length of that contract especially running back you're not going to see the back end of that and I think we all know that It's like the first three years that's when you you know that's kind of the the way that they anticipate how this is going to play I think I think Zeke is a little different because I think they use them up a little bit too much
1: well, and I mean, and we don't have to relitigate this, but you know, they paid a yeah. running back, which is huh. kind yeah. of a, a cardinal sin in, in today's NFL. But they made that bet, and so now they're stuck in it. And that, and that's what I'm saying. Now Stephen wants to convince not you, Tony, but you, the average Cowboys fan. You know, hey, well, what, his money's guaranteed. Like, what do you what do you expect me to do? What I expect you to do, Stephen, is not put yourself in these positions. Like, they, they've painted themselves into this corner, and and so he has nobody to blame but himself. But he's blaming the cap, he's blaming the contract, he's blaming the guaranteed money. It's like, no, nah, dude. This is all on you. And so no no, no pity
0: party for you. Right. We're not feel sorry for your decision that you made on personnel.
1: The other quote he had that I thought was um, interesting to say the least um, was, you know, people love to say, Tony, the salary cap isn't real. The salary cap isn't real, whatever, blah, blah. And the salary cap is a real thing. Like, it's not just this like figment of people's imagination, but it can be manipulated. It's, it's economics, it's finances. I'm not an accountant by any means it's tax season. Right. I mean, everybody's got an accountant or whatever. Like, you know, those people are the geniuses handling all this. I think, I hope they're not taking too much of my or your money, but, um, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, But like Stephen even said, he literally said, you know, if we wanted to, we could push some of these things down the road. There's a lot of restructures the Cowboys could do. There's some they shouldn't do. They shouldn't, for example, restructure Zeke Elliott's deal. Because if they do, then they're stuck with him next year. Like you know, mm-hmm. you got to get out of that thing as soon as you can. Again, all the love in the world for Zeke. We're just you know saying what it is at this particular point. But if they really, really, really wanted to, Steve, or I was going to call you Stephen Tony, if they really, really, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm Anthony Stevens, so you're good. That's my middle
1: name. <laughs> there we go. Um, if they <laughs> really, really, really wanted to, they could. It could. You know, flick some some pens in in, in slash some numbers. And they could keep, obviously, Amari in tank and, and all these people and run it back. And they're sitting here and they're telling us, Jerry went on the radio, too. We're pissed off. We, we want to win so badly, blah, blah. You cannot tell me that you want to win more than anything in the world and then know that that is possible and tell us that you know it's possible and then let Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence walk away. Now, I, I believe that Amari and, and Demarcus are really talented. I know you believe they're really talented. There are some people who feel like they're not this talented. They're not that talented. However good you think they are, there's no question that the Cowboys are better with them than they are without them. And so if they watch these two dudes walk away, they are purposefully setting themselves up. And what's more is if you're Mike McCarthy, I called you Stephen a minute ago. If you're Mike and you know that they know that they can keep everybody around, but they don't want to, how does that make you feel? Like that's got to yeah. suck. That's, that's, it's, it's, it's terrible alignment. It's, it's funky. And that's not a good thing.
0: And I, I don't think there's a whole lot of Tampa Bay's out there. You've been to Tampa Bay uh last year, even yeah, the last two years were able to keep everyone because everyone wanted to, it was kind of a unique situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of players weren't up for free agency and, and we're going to, uh, be able to go but I, I think you know you look at Dallas and I think that's what really is very disappointing and frustrating for us and fans and everyone else is that they had their time the optimum time was whenever they had all these players on the contract the last two to three years especially this last year was just wasted time man wasted talent wasted money I mean I, I I mean there's no such thing as wasted money as a player you're trying to get as much as you can but they just didn't they didn't. They didn't get anything. This nothing to show for. It. One playoff game, and, and you're <laughs> one and done. I right? yeah. so I think that that's the the frustrating part about it because you're trying to swing for a, the fences, and guess what happens? You know they got a single, they got a double, maybe a triple, but they just couldn't hit the damn home run. And that's whose whose fault is that? I mean that's where you You knew that day those guys are smart enough, I would think, to anticipate. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you know, all we've heard for, you know, almost 30 years, the better part of 30 years is how, you know, bride of a businessman Jerry is, which is true. I mean, you know, obviously you look at the worth of, of the team and everything, but um, how he, you know, but, but as far as football is concerned, they're not talented at this. Like they are not talented at understanding the salary cap era. They're not talented at understanding how to project things. Again, that's evidenced by the fact that they had to tag both Demarcus Lawrence and Dak Prescott twice. They, they had to tag both of them twice before they got long-term deals done. They do not have an ability To forecast and project down the road and look what it's going to cost. If they did, if Steven were truly, you know, giving an A plus effort here, he would have gotten the DAC deal done three years ago because he wants to sit here and say, well, it's hard to operate when your quarterback's making $40 million a year yeah, Stephen, if you had some foresight, that wouldn't be on the books for $40 million a year. If you had overpaid a little bit longer ago, he'd be on the books for $36 million a year. And that space would help you out. But, but they just can't do that. And that's really, they're well, constantly chasing their tail suit.
0: Well, let me backpedal just a little bit because I uh, while you're going to, well, we're going to just kind of put the blame on them not being able to, the uh, you know, the, 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 the salary cap, s- excuse me, salary cap uh, economics. Let's put a little blame on the players because sure. I'm not, and, and I think that, look, I mean, the guys got paid. The guys got yeah. exactly what they wanted. They got they got paid. And so, you know, to that point, it's like, okay, we paid you. Now it's time for you to perform. And I think it's a combination. I think it's more, I'm kind of like 60, 40 players. And maybe at the end of the day, it's all about how these players can perform. And I just don't think that you paid them. You gave mm-hmm. them the money and just didn't perform up to the expectation of what you're paying these guys. Yeah. I mean, sat, you know, the freaking, you know, to the point about your franchise tag, dude, they're making 18, you know, for defensive linemen, you're playing making 17 million a year. So really is that I'm not going to cry foul. I'm not going to feel sorry. Bottom line is like, there's a, it's a lot of blame, but when it comes to that, I get it because it's all of a sudden. I think I think Steven wants to thank everyone to believe. Well, yeah, we paid all these guys, but look what happened.
1: I'm we with did, you 100. Did not perform? So I'm I with think, you. I, yeah, yeah, totally. And and to your point, Amari Cooper. This isn't necessarily the case for Demarcus Lawrence, and he was hurt part of the year. I know Amari missed time, but Amari Cooper comes out mid season, says I want more targets. Okay, well, what'd you do with it, Amari? You know what I mean? Like you're right. Like I'm not trying to sit here and just cape for the players. That's not what I'm trying to do. But and this was um there, there was a great. I mentioned the, the MLB lockout earlier. There was a great line from Jeff Paisan in ESPN on Monday. Uh, he talked about how if you tried to replace all 1,200 players in professional baseball, that the sport would suffer greatly. Right, like if, if you got rid of all the players in professional baseball and you got brand new ones, the sport would not be the same. But if you got 30 new owners, if you, if you took away all the current 30 owners and replaced them, They really wouldn't suffer that much. Like if you just got 30 new businessmen or or businesswomen to to fill those voids, the sport would still thrive, Mm -hmm. right? And so Mm -hmm. in that sense, while Amari Cooper disappointed, while DeMarcus Lawrence disappointed, while Dak Prescott, we can go on and on and on, basically name everybody except Micah Parsons. If we looked at all those people, Amari, Dak, Tank, pick one. Do you think they are better at their job, whatever that job is, than Steven is at his job? Because I do. I, I think the players disappointed but I still think that they're doing a better job at their specific role and function than Steven is at his.
0: Well, I mean, I think you can just go ahead and compare to, you you know, compare Steven to other GMs and decision-makers and other teams well, in the National Football
1: League. Yeah, when you do that, then it looks even worse. <laughs> so, I mean, well, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, yeah. I mean,
0: look, I, they just – the problem is that they don't have anything to show for it. So it's a combination of, you know, the – it looked, it's it's almost like hey we'll worry about it when we get there we're gonna we're gonna spend money but you know what when the bills are due uh, we're just you know we're we're gonna we'll deal with it when when it's the, the due date and the due date is coming up with the free agency and the salary cap and everything it's like okay well and it seems to me that's a lot of the that's what, that's kind of the the norm for you know, some teams they they don't go out and spend a ton of money they're under the cap and they manage a little different but I think for Teams that go out there and try to spend money on players and try to to show that they're trying to win, they have issues with trying to restructure, but they find a way. They they find a way to make it to make it work. And you know, Major League Baseball, you know, that's just a different different subject because I don't I don't understand how they do it. I, I how they are able to operate and continue to to be you know to make money and 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 just to. I just don't understand it, but I'm not that smart and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a, not a profess to be a baseball guy, but it just seems to me they always have these issues that pop up.
1: I agree. I mean, and I'm not a baseball guy either. I mean, and I root for the Astros, which leads to a lot of L's and has for a few years now. And so that sucks. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you get my point that like the I yeah. just, I loved that that point about players and owners and, and replacing them. And so I, I, you know, just applying it to the Cowboys here, it's, it, it, it just made sense to me, but I mean, I just, and I know we, we've sat here and we've moaned and groaned for 20 minutes. But, man, this this just – the vibe here feels really off. This this does not feel good, especially, again, like we, I mentioned how, how Steven talked out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, on the one hand, he's like, well, Amari Tang, you know, we don't really know. You know, We, we don't know what we're going to do. And then, like, a, a minute later, Zeke is brought up, that's my guy. I love – you know what I mean? Like, he, the fact that he's so – some, sometimes when, when somebody says something dumb, and I'm not calling Stephen dumb, but just like generally, like in life, sometimes when somebody says something dumb, you know how you sit there, and you're like, wow, they really mm-hmm. said that, like yeah. that person, like what? And, and sometimes I think like, what, what went into this person saying that? Do they just not care? You know, or, are they just that insensitive? Like, or, are they just that confident? Like what, what went into that statement? What, what was that person thinking in that moment? And so there's a level of call it arrogance or ignorance or not careness that goes into Steven being totally willing to contradict himself in a minute's notice, you know, saying, you know, Amari tank, we don't know what we're going to do. And then immediately saying Zeke, we're totally fine. That's our guy. You know, we love him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's, it just, it feels like they know this is a lame duck season. And, and, you know, I'm, I feel bad for McCarthy. McCarthy made his bed too. So I kind of don't feel bad for him. I, I feel bad for him as a human, but I mean this. This just this whole thing stinks. This, this whole thing stinks to high heaven. And maybe I'm just pessimistic. Maybe I'm just scarred. But it just feels like this we're, we're already. You know, we're about to take an air a, a, an airplane ride, and it's one of those where you're sitting on the tarmac for three hours. Like it's just it's already off to a bad start.
0: Well, you got a long off season, and I think May you should just. Uh, I know you haven't gotten a lot of sleep lately. I, 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 when you have kids, you. When you have baby a baby and you know you a little sleep. Yeah, it's his, sleep, it's his fault, not
1: Stevens. Right. Yeah. Point. So, <laughs> so uh,
0: uh no, it's uh, but uh, it's almost like that 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 Stevens trying to get some some public uh, support or yeah. even more to send a send a message to Zeke like well yeah we understand that maybe your knee wasn't you were hurt the whole season and look I think it, it happens to everyone everyone gets injured and so apologetic for that. I I don't know because it seems to me why would you why would you send a message to Amari and Tank, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence and then you support someone right. like Zeke? Is it because of the fan nation, the fans support more? I, I just don't understand that you should it should that's the way it should be for every player at this point because look, the players got, they got paid. And and, and as much right. as
1: then yeah, nobody's pinning them, you right. move
0: on. Yeah, they're going to be fine. They'll go play somewhere else and so I don't think that that's really necessary. I just think it's interesting that he he, he labels Zeke as this warrior to play through
1: all this injury. And and, and he, his
0: money's guaranteed. Dude, well, come and, on, dude. freaking
1: money's guaranteed to all three of those players. And, like, you're right. I mean, and, like, respect. It, again, I've never played football, but it's hard to play in general. It's, it's harder to play when you're hurt. Like, respect. Zeke, you did that. Respect. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But that's not something to brag about like the, the fact that he played hurt actually hurt the team you know what i mean so like sitting here and pounding your chest or, or steven pounding his chest about that is not some flex all that does is remind us that they purposefully played a hurt zeke when they had tony pollard there you know right. like so that that is that that, that is just a, a again they're, they're trapped in this like Aura or, or mindset where where they just want Zeke to be this warrior for they, they want him to be Emmett, whatever, like put it however you want. But that's that's the hill that they want to die on. And it just it doesn't feel good. But I think you're right. And, and I've thought this for a long time. I know other people do too. He's trying he, Steven is trying to, to curry the fan vote right now. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like, well, you know, we gotta we gotta save space, you know. Amari Tang, we gotta think about that, blah blah. He wants all these people sitting here and arguing, kind of like I did. Well, Amari asked for the ball and, and didn't do anything with it. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't have enough sacks, they should cut him, blah blah. But that's that now I go back to what I told you a little while ago. I don't think there's a single Dallas Cowboys fan who is team Steven. Nobody is like, I, I think Steven and Jerry have. Pissed away the benefit of the doubt. I don't think there's there's a single fan out there that is going to side with them over a player. I know you're right. That don't feel bad for the player, but I think everyone is inclined to believe that they are going. They being Steven and Jerry to make the wrong decision because there's so much evidence that supports that idea.
0: Well, I just think it's it's kind of this. Uh, you're a little ambivalent about the decision when you make either the, the sign a player, give them money, and then the fans. It's like they're complaining. Well, you need to sign him. You need to sign. And then when they do sign him, and they come to a point, and then as we mentioned the last twenty five minutes about the salary cap, seems to me that they're complaining, and, and it looks like they don't know how to manage it. Like th- they knew this day was coming. So, uh, uh in My last my last thought on this. You mentioned Tony Pollard. Well, if they they cut ties with with Zeke Elliott, you know Tony Pollard. Well, he's going to want to get paid. You know what do you do to him? You learn your lesson from. Zeke Elliott, not the fact that he's had a chance to, but you know, to to really be showcased, but they're gonna have same issues with different players. It's it, maybe they just don't they don't fall in love as much with Tony Pollard as they did Zeke
1: Elliott. No, I mean we're we're about to go, but to, this is the last year of Tony Pollard's contract. And a year from now, they're gonna cut Zeke and they're gonna say, well, you know, we really don't want to pay Tony Pollard because the last time we paid a running back, all you yeah. guys complained. And we're gonna be like, Yeah, we did, because that was the wrong way to do it. There's a right way to do it they just live in this obtuse world where that's the case uh yeah. but let's get out of here tony because i'm too pissed off um my oh, ab- man, get
0: some sleep i know that uh i know that you're up early but uh just just relax and uh you know it'll be it'll be bad we got a long off
1: season for sure my last fun question for you what's your favorite mm-hmm. type of gum to chew do you like bubble gum or like mint gum oh, like where, no, where I, have, i've been chewing a, a lot of gum lately and i tell you what i am
0: uh i, I i'm i'm uh, uh chew the whole pack guy like I just okay. don't eat one. I, I I gotta have like six or seven
1: totally with you yeah I, I, I want to blow big bubbles like I don't like one little piece it's like you end up swallowing it. it's too small
0: you know yeah. what the problem is it's kind of hard to find a, an everlasting mm.
1: or the gobstopper
0: that was a gobstopper so we went really wonky you know we're just you, you don't I, I like bazooka I've always liked bazooka but okay. it's after like uh, about uh about 50 chews yeah there's no more flavor it's but, like cardboard but that-
1: so, you like a good, like, kind of pink, classic bubbly gum bubble gum? Okay. Cool yeah, with that. You
0: know what? And then, and, and, uh, and, yeah, I think that I, if I, that's my go to. Bubble gum has always been the, my, my two guy. Yeah. Remember like, the baseball? Remember the baseball? The, oh, Big League the, Chew. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah.
1: That's good. Big too. League Chew. I like Bubbleicious. I just I want the first bite to be kind of soft. I hate when you get a gum and the first bite is kind of hard. I don't want candy. Like I'm not eating a candy. I want some gum. So okay, that was a good question. Good good job by me. Uh, great episode, Tony. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. We'll see y'all then. This was the seven five zero.